wow, it's late tonight, 11.50, just going to bed, trying out some new content creation uh, in written format, pulling quick reads on LinkedIn where I, I I just, quick read number seven, you know, I was thinking of, I was looking up information on oral pathology, scrimmage carcinoma specifically, just some quick facts, putting it together like a, basically like a small article, calling quick reads, um, using the Ask AI app. Um, to create them, to get the information I'm looking for, sources, references, etc. And then I put together the article or publication or quick read, call it a quick read. Um, so I'm going to try that. I don't know. We'll see. Just do whatever comes to mind. So today, question of the day. Here we go. Let's get after it. It's an oral pathology based question. And it is. What is the most likely diagnosis? In the figure, it shows the right side of a patient's tongue with mixed red and white characteristics. Um, in the figure, I included, it says, non-healing ulcer with white slash red patch, firm, and durated on palpation. And patient presented with cervical lymphadenopathy as well. So what is the most likely diagnosis? Choice A, erythroplakia. Choice B, lichen planus. Choice C, traumatic ulcer, or choice D, squamous cell carcinoma? And the answer is squamous cell carcinoma. I put the answer on Twitter, and actually Twitter, we posted it on LinkedIn as well as the Instagram story. And I noted that uh, squamous cell carcinoma key clinical features are not healing also with white red patch, firm and integrated of palpation, and may present with cervical lymphadenopathy. And so I think it's important to go over. The most common t- type of cancer in the oral cavity is squamous cell carcinoma. It usually appears as a non-healing ulcer or a white patch or a red patch in oral mucosa, uh, such as the tongue or the lips or the, the oral mucosa itself, you know, the gingiva, or any of the mucosal lining inside the mouth. It may present also with a lump or a swelling in the mouth or neck. Scrimmage carcinoma may be discovered during a routine dental exam or medical exam, or when the patient himself notices a persistent sore or lump in the mouth. In some cases, the cancer may first be detected by imaging studies, such as x-rays or CT scans that were performed for other reasons. It's important to note that early detection is key in the successful treatment of oral cancer. So regular dental checkups and self-exams, examinations are recommended. And yes, and it may also present with cervical lymphadenopathy due to regional lymph node metastasis. metastasis. Or like implantis presents as a lacy white patch or plaque or patches, plaques. A traumatic ulcer presents with a history of trauma that resolves within 7 to 14 days, and erythroplakia presents as a red velvet patch that cannot be attributed to any other cause. Uh, next in the article I want to put together, I couldn't include all of it because LinkedIn didn't include everything, but next in the article I wanted to include, can lichen planus or erythroplakia cause lymphadenopathy? And the answer is yes. Both oral lichen planus and erythroplakia have been reported to cause lymphadenopathy which is enlargement of lymph nodes due to various causes, including infection, inflammation, and malignancy. In the case of oral implants, regional lymphadenopathy may occur due to the inflammatory response in the affected area. But it's important to note that lymphadenopathy is not a common feature of lymphadenopathy. 
cells. And in the case of erythroplakia, lymphadenopathy may occur due to potential malignant transformation of the lead. Therefore, any unexplained or persistent lymphadenopathy should be evaluated uh, further to determine underlying cause and appropriate management. Next question after that is, how can one differentiate squamous carcinoma from erythroplakia? Erythroplakia is a clinical term used to describe a red lesion that cannot be attributed to any other cause and has a high potential for malignant transformation. Squamous carcinoma, carcinoma or SCC, is a, as we said before, common malignancy in the oral cavity which can also present as a lesion. So it's important to differentiate the two. Differentiating can be challenging, but a biopsy is often required for a definitive diagnosis. However, there are some clinical features that can help differentiate the two. First is location. Squamous cell is more commonly found in the lateral bars of the tongue, the floor of the mouth, and the soft palate, while erythroplakia can occur anywhere in the oral cavity. The morphology of squamous cell carcinoma usually presents as a monocular ulcer with raised edges and a granular or irregular surface, whereas erythroplakia presents as a smooth or velvety red patch. Risk factors to squamous cell is strong associated with tobacco and alcohol consumption, while erythroplakia is associated with chronic irritation and may occur in non-smokers. It's important to note that erythroplakia is considered a pre-malignant lesion and prompt evaluation biopsy are essential to rule out malignancy. Alright, I included the references in that article. Uh, the quick read, quick read number seven, I believe it is, quick, quick read number seven on on uh, LinkedIn. Alright, it's time to go to bed. It's 11.56. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope it's helpful. Uh, and I hope it's worth doing. So, as I learned, we can all learn together. I don't know, Chief was really making fun of for it the other day, but I think it's good. I think it's good for me, it's good for you, and it spreads awareness, right? Alright, good night. Let's make it a good Tuesday.